0: and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, yes! oh, 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 yes! The Offside Rule We Get It
0: is brought to you by Continental Tires.
1: Hello and a very warm welcome to this festive special. The tinsel's out, the trees are up and the girls are here. It's the Offside Rule We Get It brought to you by Continental Tires. 3rd season, episode 17, and we've got bells on today. It's Hayley McQueen, Lindsay Hooper, and myself, Kate Borsay. Hi, girls. Hello. You might have bells. I've got baubles.
0: I've got tinsel wrapped around my neck and my whole body, just getting in on the
1: festive fun. She's like a tinsel mummy, she is. Um, Christmas wishes. We've been talking about Christmas presents. Lindsay, I gather you're after some wolves' underwear. Well, yeah, they sell in the club
2: shop and some Wolves underwear, but you have to be a certain svelte figure to fit in it. So I'm hoping that is my Christmas wish, that I don't eat too much turkey or Christmas pudding and I can get in a nice Wolves
1: bikini-esque slash bra and knickers. You can totally carry that off, Hoots. You can totally carry it off. off. Uh, Hayley McQueen, any, any Christmas requests for you if anyone's planning plan to send any post into the offside rule over the festive period? Uh, post six foot four. <laughs> dark brooding yeah perfect we know from our podcast that came out a couple of days ago that Haley loves the look of the real madrid forward line so any of those would do presumably just roberto martinez but then have to be
0: respectful about the fact that he is a married man
1: yes <laughs> the santas come different in west london anyway you never know what might come down your chimney <laughs> exactly i've got a great show lined up for you today let's tease what's coming up uh we're going to be making a list that's right as we're talking christmas requests who's been naughty and who's been nice in football i've
2: been oh not
1: us <laughs> no
2: <laughs> step back Lindsay
1: hooper i was gonna say i've been naughty. no i've been nice <laughs> Uh, So we're making a list, naughty and nice footballers or managers, people in football. We're also playing dress up. We know footballers love a fancy dress party, although not that many this year so far from the tabloid scanning that I've been doing. Um, So we're going to be assigning suitable fancy dress outfits to players, managers, and come up with some uh, special fancy dress outfits for our favourite football friends. Uh, A reminder from me as well, folks, that you can catch the offside rule, we get it, and also what I extended European uh content as well including the podcast with ray parlor there's also A Q&A coming out with ray parlor next christmas week which is our special christmas present to listeners
2: it is i've been opening my advent calendar window every morning and all i get is a little tiny chocolate you get ray parlor
1: hello girls hello <laughs> how you doing <laughs> Ray was an utter gent last week when we recorded in front of a live audience our very first podcast uh, along with HTC who supported us through that and it's well worth a listen there's also some video footage coming up on our YouTube channel which is the Offside Rule TV you can download the podcast and of course this and every other show that we put out via Audio Boom and iTunes don't forget to check out our Twitter account at Offside Rule Pod and the website as well refreshed with lots of of new content throughout the Christmas period and into the new year as well. Offsiderulepodcast.com Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. Okay, so let's get started with topic one, football indulgence. We all know we indulge a bit too much over Christmas. Uh, we're going to look forward to some fantastic football games, lots of stuff going on. And it's traditionally a time of year when we can huddle around the TV in our Christmas socks and blankets and, and under duvets, nursing hangovers and watch a good bit of football.
2: Everyone in their Christmas
1: onesies. Are
2: they still <laughs> buying those
1: this Christmas? I, I haven't know. got a onesie, have you? No, no, You've got a Sky Sports one, haven't you, Hayley? I do not wear it. So do. Uh, So I'd like to know, ladies, one Premier League fixture and one fixture from any other league that you're looking forward to catching over Christmas and New Year and why. Hayley McQueen, it is, of course, tradition. It doesn't stop at Christmas. We're going to go to you.
0: Okay, so what I'm looking forward to this Christmas are the big
1: games involving
0: teams like Manchester United, Arsenal's. Even your Liverpools who aren't that bigger team anymore. Okay? Oh, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Chelsea up against West Ham. An early kick-off. Big Sam against Mourinho. This is a huge game for the sides. A potential upset. Uh, West Ham, they were held to a goalless draw the last time they took on Chelsea. Could be a chance for a bit of revenge for Chelsea to gain back some of those points. It is at Stamford Bridge. And the interesting thing that I've got my eyes on for this one, Mourinho... He's going to he's going to moan. He's going to complain because they actually play a day later than everyone else in the Monday night football against Stoke away. And then they're the early kickoff. In this fixture, he is not going to enjoy it. He's going to have all kinds of problems with his squad selection. So I think that is quite interesting. Now, okay, it was a goalless draw between West Ham and Chelsea. However, the last time they met, Chelsea had 39 shots to West Ham's one and 72% possession. So you could say West Ham definitely got lucky with a point there. But it'd be so interesting because since the last time they met, things have become. even more exciting. Um, Last January when they met, funnily enough, Chelsea slipped up in the race for the title. They were held at Stamford Bridge. So there you go. It was a really important game uh, in that one. Um, Chelsea absolutely, completely controlled the match. Really frustrated Sam Allardyce. um, But I just think it's going to be really exciting. West Ham, two days later, have Arsenal. So I think the squad For both West Ham, the the, the starting 11 for West Ham and Chelsea is going to be really
2: interesting. Obviously a London derby as well. Well, my Premier League one is a game that happens on Sunday the 28th of December. And I've chosen this one because I think there's going to be a lot of change over the Christmas period in those positions just below the top three in the Premier League table. So Newcastle, we know, have been on a really, really good run. And Everton, not so much. We expected more from Roberto Martinez's side. They seem to have been focusing on Europa League and and been a little bit concentrated in other areas. I think things might change over Christmas. I can see Everton coming into their own. I can see Newcastle perhaps slipping up a couple of times. So I'm identifying Newcastle versus Everton on Sunday the 28th. There's a possible banana skin for anybody thinking that Alan Pardew is the messiah and doesn't make any mistakes. Um, I think Roberto Martinez will take a team there and I think they'll come away with a result. I do think Everton are going to rise up the table over the Christmas period. So that's my pick. Okay, well along a
1: similar vein, Lindsay, I've been looking at teams that are nestled just Just below the top three and a team who were doing really well would have fallen down. Southampton take on Arsenal. This is a New Year's Day fixture. Always really exciting to watch footy on New Year's Day and if you're going to a game, I'm sure you're going to have a great time. I think it was at Crystal Palace last New Year's Day and it absolutely chucked it down in the rain. We took our four-year-old daughter there and uh, I'm not sure she got a very good impression of Park after that day, I have to say. Um, But Ronald Koeman, something of a bogey manager for Arsene Wenger. Uh, We know Koeman's managed Al PSV and Ajax and in his time as a manager against Wenger they've met seven times only twice has Wenger been victorious, the last of which was at the beginning of December this year when Arsenal won 1-0 at the Emirates. Now it was a fairly lucky win I have to say Southampton were down to 10 men in the final few moments. Uh, Arsenal took advantage and scored on the 89th minute so they just got the advantage there so now it's round two. Can Koeman assert his authority once again over Arsenal Wenger. I'll be really interested um, to find out. There's also a bit of history, obviously, between players. Theo Walcott started out Southampton. Callum Chambers, one of your favourites, Lindsay, we know, moved from Southampton over to Arsenal. And what's interesting is Southampton's poor form started at around the time that they met Arsenal. It started with a defeat at Manchester City. They had Arsenal next, and ever since then, they've not been doing particularly well. So if they want to get this grip back on the European places, they want to assert their authority once again. The debate's as to whether they've got the squad to do that. But if Koeman's looking to do that, this Arsenal fixture could be the one for them to get back on track. Hayley, any other league from you? Well...
0: I always have my eye on Middlesbrough and it's very exciting in the Championship. Not for many seasons have we seen three teams constantly chopping and changing at the top. But Middlesbrough take on Nottingham Forest. It's on Boxing Day. It's a big one. Middlesbrough have actually only lost four games all season. You have to go back to the 21st of October for a defeat. Yes, they drew a few in the row against Bournemouth, Wigan and Blackburn uh, not too long ago. But this is it. Middlesbrough tend to do pretty well after the Christmas period. It's a build-up the Christmas period that they normally struggle in, but Ida Karanga has got a really great side. Nobody's injured. You've got Bamford, uh, Kike, and Lee Tomlin, all shining at various times throughout the season so far, all scoring goals. Uh, so it's pivotal as the club just continues to mount up to the top of the table and be promoted to the Premier League, which I can see happening. That's going to be my Christmas wish when I blow out the candles on my <laughs> Santa head cake. That's right. So I think that's going to be a really exciting one. They actually drew both games last season, Middlesbrough and Nottingham Forest, maybe not the most exciting exciting. There's an Edinburgh derby going on as well. Got to just have a bit of a nod to the teams uh, north of the border in the Scottish Championship. Not very exciting there with the uh, Rangers situation with Ali McCoyst in charge, not in charge, resigning, but still there. And it's a Hibs up against Hart. Now, these are very low scoring games, but they're very, very tasty. Twelve times they've played each other over three seasons and there's never been more than a one- goal margin for the winning side so there you have it however there have been sending offs galore in the last match oh there was a big sending off in the game before that they were both down to 10 men and it's a similar story when you go back season through season so for the big end of edinburgh derby a really exciting one up there provided of course that fixtures aren't called off because of the bad weather
1: well, I tell you what, uh, it's all very well talking about fixtures to look forward to. Haley's given you a few little bets to think about placing there. For my other league, I'm going to go over to Spain and have a look at David Moyes because his first. Big test in La Liga comes up on the 4th of January when Real Sociedad play Barcelona. It's the big one. Goodness knows what's going to happen to poor Davy Moyes, but it's worth a look, isn't it? Now, Real Sociedad have moved up uh, in the league under Moyes, started pretty badly, had one win from his first five games, three draws and a defeat. But things look like they're starting to improve. He's settling in, certainly. He's admitted he can't change big things there. And interestingly, one of his key players, Carlos Vela, used to be at Arsenal, he's um, seen quite a few goals come from Vela. So that's, that's a nice shining light for him. Um- They've got Oviedo in the Copa del Rey, Real Sociedad, and Levante in the league beforehand. So when Barcelona arrive on the 4th of January, it's going to be a big, big fixture. I'll be really, really interested to see how he gets on. Lindsay?
2: Well, I've gone with a championship fixture on Boxing Day. Now, on Boxing Day myself, I'll actually be at Leicester versus Spurs. Um, however, I'll have one eye on what's going on in the Lancashire derby. Bolton versus Blackburn. Now I saw Blackburn recently, I saw them play Brentford. It was at Griffin Park. And I have to say, it was probably the best game I've seen all season. Really, really good quality. And both teams were great all over the pitch. Um, Blackburn were inferior on the day. Um, They were in with a chance of potentially getting level at one point. Ben Marshall hit the post in that game. um, And then Brentford went on and and made it 3-1. But I think a way to Bolton, if they play like that, it's going to be a really tight match again. I think it's going to be perhaps a high score draw, 2-2, two, 3-3. Two, three, three. I think it should be a really interesting match to go and see. So if you're up that part of the world and you want to go and see some football on Boxing Day, maybe try and get a ticket
1: to go to that match. So some tasty festive fixtures to look forward to there.
2: Hi, I'm Derek Goff. I'm Ricky, the Hitman, Manhattan I'm Ray Parler. Hi, I'm Ant.
0: Hi, this is Nick. And we just like to wish everybody out there a very Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White.
2: Hi, this is Kirsty Gallagher.
0: Hi, this is Ozzy Osborne. Season's greetings and all the best for a safe and happy holiday season. Hi,
2: I'm Matt Leticia Hi, I'm Jeff Stelling. I'm Gary Neville. Hello,
0: everybody. This is Mariah Carey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all our listeners.
1: All right, let's move on to topic two. Now, please complete the song line, He's Making a List... He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. <laughs> <All right>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said with a slight amount of panic oh. in her voice. Have I got this right? That's right. Santa's making a list. So who's been naughty and who's been nice? I'd like you both to play elf. Is it, is it the chief elf who decides who's been naughty and nice or is it Santa and Mrs Crystal Claw's? Mrs. Claus does a lot of the final say, as we know in most um, his and hers relationships. Mine included, as I've bossed my daughter (laughs) into bed as she's come in to try and witness another fascinating record of this podcast like she's done tonight. So uh, play Elf, please, ladies, or Crystal Claus, uh, and put a footballer or a manager onto each list and tell us why. Hayley. Well, let's start with Meza Ozil. He
0: actually donated his World Cup earnings, £237,000 to the host nation Brazil, which meant 23 Brazilian children uh, will benefit from it and able to use the money for medical needs. So it's a real happy Christmas for this little lot. So I think he is definitely on the nice list. Slightly more materialistic, funnily enough, Cristiano Ronaldo's name pops up with the word materialistic, (laughs) uh, but he's actually gifted his teammates... Bulgari watches worth six and a half thousand pounds. Oh. Yeah, to thank them for his, their help because he said it's not just about him and his wonderful skill. He he couldn't do what he did without his wonderful teammates and bought all of them a personalised watch.
2: Did you see that he he had an attempt at the
0: Rabona and
2: yeah, it, yeah, it didn't quite go right.
0: Yeah, it was it was hardly lamella, was it? Uh, Anyway, um, Alvaro Arbeloa was actually one to post a picture on social media of this watch. So he, he couldn't wait for Christmas to open up the box and find out what was in it. And it actually wasn't his name that was engraved on it because they were engraved. It said CR7 on it and La Decima as well. Also, so kind of a bit weird. He has his teammates sort of, you know, trademark and stamped onto his watch. Yeah, but I still think Cristiano Ronaldo on the nice list for just being a nice guy and spending months getting them made to gift out. So is Arbaloa on the naughty
2: list for opening it before Christmas? Bloomingwell well is now, yes.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that he's given his teammates a watch with his, as you say, trademark on it. That's 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 perhaps a little bit naughty for me. I think it's engraved underneath, so it's not completely in full view nearest, of the watch face. To the pulse nearest <laughs> to the bloodstream. But- How would you like it if I gave you both a lovely bracelet and then engraved my initials on it so that you never forgot me ever?
0: That would just be weird, wouldn't it?
2: It would. And it'd be like friends, wouldn't we? We'd be bangle buddies. Yeah. And then hiding in a drawer when you came round. It's like as well when you get, not that we have,
0: um, your your partner's name or something tattooed on you, then you break up and and you're left with that on you. You know, one day when they're not teammates anymore, will he want his former teammate's name on his prized watch? Mm.
1: What happens if Cristiano Ronaldo leaves or even Arbaloa leaves Real Madrid under a cloud of smoke? He can never wear that watch again. Um, Talking of uh, other people on the naughty list this time
0: around, Kyle Norton. Looking at disciplinary records, he's the only player in the Premier League to have two red cards. But he's got no yellow cards, though. So oh. maybe he's been he's been quite good in that respect. But Lee Catamol, always on the naughty list, keeps getting yellows. <laughs> but then maybe he could be on the nice list as well. We'll see. Because actually, in the whole of 2014, he hasn't received a single red card. Oh. His last red, yeah, was against Hull in November. Uh, Callum Chambers as well this season. He actually tops the disciplinary table um, because he's had six yellows and one red and Costa you'd think he'd be on the nice list wouldn't you with all his skill and talent no seven yellow cards naughty naughty man
2: well I'm going to do a manager and a player both on the naughty list a manager and player both on the nice list Uh, Sammy Huppier he's on the naughty list because he's taking Brighton down the championship table and he's taking them down like a lead anchor going down the sea, pulling something very light, like a little dinghy boat. Because it is really that bad. Uh, Brighton are set up. They are set up down there with a brand new stadium, um, brilliant facilities, um, attracting players as well from from really good areas of the world because they want to be close to London, close to the seaside. It's a, it's a great location to be in, isn't it, if you're a footballer. They're set up for Premier League, yet they're getting nowhere near it. Sammy's been given too much time. He's on my naughty list because if we were in Jobs Girls and we didn't perform, we'd be out. I'm surprised we're all still in work, to be honest. <laughs> not very nice though is it me saying that towards Christmas but hey um on my on my nice list for managers Sean Dyche because I think he's just adorable he's lovely he's he's really you know done wonders with Burnley um always staying positive got a really good run of results didn't he in the last month uh, which has seen Burnley suddenly be part of that that discussion that will they avoid relocation come the end of the season who knows but I think he's really given them a fighting chance and um, and just a, a really nice guy with it
1: yeah All right, well, I'll nip in with a few quickly uh, naughty list, first of all. Naughty in maybe a nice way. It depends what you think of him. Mario Goetze. He went away after scoring the winner in the World Cup final, went away on a nice yachting trip. Well, he went on one of those posh yacht boats with his girlfriend. They spent most of the time sunbathing, etc. Went for a dip in the sea and he was papped coming out of the sea. Anyway, his trunks didn't quite fit properly and he reveals rather too much. So he goes on my naughty list for not having trunks that fit properly and exposing most of the Atlantic to too much information. Thank you very much, Mario Goetzer. And Ronald Koeman, because he said a naughty word. That's right after Southampton played Manchester United. Oh, he said Manchester City. No, he said a really naughty word beginning with S and ending in T. I won't, in case of our younger listeners, I won't repeat the word. Um, but he basically said everything is <clears throat> because we lost. And he dropped that into a post match interview, just completely. I think it was towards the end of the interview, but he just dropped it in like he, like, like, like it was just one of those instances where he didn't get how strong the word. Shit was in English, and it just casually dropped it in in his interview. It will be one of my funniest moments of the year trying to explain to him what a sheep is. He really needs to get a handle on a couple of English words. One is one is shit. The other is shwp. <laughs> yes,
2: I had to get him to do a message for the Chinese New Year, which is going to be the year of the sheep.
0: Kong he fa choice.
2: Yes, <laughs> if only it was that simple. Um, You know what? He did not know what a sheep was. It is a very funny outtake on a video. It's all caught on camera. I don't know whether it will actually appear anywhere. Um, But I start describing it as a a woolly lamb. (laughs) And then the press officer is like, an animal, an animal, (laughs) Ronald.
1: Trying to explain what a sheep is to Ronald Koeman. And Lindsay explains that it's like a woolly lamb. (laughs) How else are lambs if they're not woolly?
2: I was put on the spot.
1: Um, a couple of good ones before we go back to Lindsay for hers. Um, Zlatan. He's done a good deed. He, well, in fact, him and Daniel Agger both, um, uh, because they lost out in the World Cup, um, well, certainly Zlatan. It, uh, obviously, Sweden didn't make it to the World Cup. So instead, he p- he paid for the uh, Swedish homeless side to go to the Homeless World Cup instead. So he didn't get his chance. He gave someone else a chance. Uh, Daniel Agger also pa- paid for uh, his nation's side to go to the Homeless World Cup. Lindsay, let's have your final two players. Well, players-wise, you both are aware that I
2: live fairly close to QPR. I'm not going to give away my address and location too much, but I'm not far from QPR, so I get QPR quite a lot. And I've gone there a few times this season to interview players. And I have to say, one of the most grounded, down-to-earth, lovely fellas, and I couldn't be more pleased that he's... On fire in the goals department this season is Charlie Austin. So he's on my nice list. Rose all the way through the ranks from Pool Town. I actually went back to his old club and he was asking me about it. He asked me who I met. He still phones the chairman back at Pool Town and they still go out occasionally. He was talking about friends in football and how it's really important to keep in touch with the people in the the early clubs that you're at. And I just had a lot of time for him. So he's on my nice list. And Rio Ferdinand, listen up, you're on my naughty list. Because every time I go to QPR and I do an interview, he bombs it. He video bombs it every single time. My interview with Charlie Austin, my interview with Joey Barton, my interview with different goalkeepers, lots of different interviews. He keeps rearing his head and disturbing my interviews. So he's on my naughty list. Speaking of QPR and players there, Joey Barton ends the year on the nicest, doesn't
0: he? For once, he wasn't naughty. Breaking up a bit of trouble. Uh, they say it was a Christmas party share between Crystal Palace and um, QPR. It actually wasn't. It was a few players from both sides who went out for a very relaxed lunch. They weren't exactly sitting there, swigging loads of alcohol, uh, dining out on five courses, making themselves fat ahead of the weekend. They just wanted a bit of team get-together, have a bit of lunch. It was all quite normal. There were p- other people there coming up asking for photos and there was a bit of an incident and Colker f- fell over and he cut his head. And anyway, it didn't quite get out of hand, but Joey Bart- Barton apparently was there to make sure that everything throughout the day after that ran smoothly, that everyone was all right. And he was pretty much the peacemaker. He acted like a perfect referee. Wow! Really surprising because you see the headlines, of course, in a red top newspaper, Christmas party, wild, Joey Barton and fight. And you think something completely different. In actual fact, it was almost the opposite. I think he's really changed
2: since he's become a daddy.
1: female take on football. All right, let's move on to topic number three, playing dress up. We all love, in fact, I hate fancy dress parties personally, but footballers seem to like them. Not so many have happened this year, Um, but there are some hilarious pictures throughout the years of uh, different players dressing up as different things, some of them very odd. So I think we need to dress them up in fitting outfits, either the players or the people that we want them to be in football or just maybe slightly ironic outfits. So, ladies, I'd like you to assign appropriate costumes to anything Three people in football. What would you dress them up as and why? I'll get you started uh, with Gary Cahill. Steve Bruce said it was like Swan Lake. So make it like Swan Lake. Gary Cahill in some sort of uh, 2-2 ballerina get-up. I'm giving all mine in
2: one because I'm doing the three kings. I'm doing the three kings. One of my three kings is Harry Redknapp. But instead of gifting gold, he'll be gifting QPR and away win, hopefully at some point this season. Another of my three kings, Christian Benteke. Instead of frankincense, his gift will be some goals for Villa because he needs to get back scoring, doesn't he? And my final one, Roberto Martinez. But instead of gifting myrrh, he's going to gift a Europa League trophy. Yes, Everton could get silverware this season. And maybe they'll have
0: someone from the red half of Liverpool, little Raheem Sterling in a manger, fast asleep, Aww. and Emil Heskey in the corner, little donkey, little donkey. That's naughty, isn't it? Sorry, Emil. Um, there have been some quite funny fancy dresses so far this year. My absolute favourite. I will tell you who I'm going to dress up as, but. Liverpool player that you will, of course, know, Kate, Javier Manquillo, and his Halloween costume. It was just the funniest thing. He lost a bet, didn't he? Um, and he really got in on the, sort of the banter with his football mates, and they dressed him up in this giant comedy clown, huge outfit, like a giant ball, and he had to sing a little song, didn't he, in, in, in Spanish. It was very, very funny indeed. I would actually quite like to dress up, the England men's national team as women and put them up against maybe USA or Germany. Actually, the women, because we saw just how strong the opposition were when England, of course, came up against uh, Germany at Wembley and it kind of made me think oh I wonder what the actual German women's team would be like coming up against a men's side because it was almost like watching a men's side actually
1: um, so yeah I would quite like to dress up the whole of the national team. I just think it'd be hilarious um, I've just got another one to chuck in here Liverpool they need to get braver. So I'm going to dress the Liverpool team up as the cast of Braveheart. They need some of that Scottish grit, don't they? Apologies for the awful <laughs> accent. Uh, Hayley McQueen's about to walk out of the room. But yeah, I think we should dress Liverpool up as the brave, just to inject some pride and some fight, try and get them to resurrect their form in the new year. <laughs>
0: Check out exclusive football content daily on OffsideRawPodcast.com. All
1: right, so from fancy dress to fancy that. Yes, it's uh, the end. In fact, this is the very last podcast of 2014 for us girls. It's uh, a sad occasion, but also a happy occasion because we will be seeing you again in 2015. Uh, We've got to say thank you to everyone who works with us on the podcast and supports us on the podcast behind the scenes. You can look at our website to find out a little bit more about the crew who are with us on the show and what everyone gets up to com. We've got to say thank you to Continental as well and also to HTC this season who've been supporting us on our Euro shows. There's some Euro content still to come, by the way. The podcast has come out already. But there's a very special Christmas present for listeners next week, Lindsay. Yes, yeah, so after our podcast, which you can now
2: download the podcast as a podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom. But also you can see the videos which are going to be on the YouTube channel. Go to the Offside Rule TV and see some behind the scenes and also a little bit of the show. But after all the lights went down... We brought the lights back up again because we thought we've got Ray Parlor. We want to put some questions to him. So myself, Kate and Hayley, we had a few questions. In fact, brilliant questions, girls. He talks to us about
0: famous Christmas parties, yes. doesn't he? Um, about... Really, really funny, funny story about uh, Arsene Wenger yeah. and the fact he always says he hasn't seen yes. it. When you chat about an incident, yes. I won't spoil it, no. but it's very, very funny story. He was on top form. It wasn't just the standard, who's your favourite player? Who did you most enjoy playing against? Who was the toughest player? Some really, really quirky stories from Ray.
2: So that Q&A is going to come out as a separate show and it's going to be released next week for Christmas. So when you've got some time... You only need about 20 minutes or so. Sit down with it. Enjoy. Um, The audience put a few questions forward as well because we had a live audience. So thank you to them. You might be hearing yourselves if you were there and you're listening to this.
1: Uh, But all very enjoyable. But it means that we get to say Merry Christmas in a different way. It certainly does. Now, my absolutely favourite bit, a bit like you, Hayley, is Ray Parler revealing the slightly ditzy side to Arsene Wenger. utter genius and you must must listen and um, thank you a final thank you from us three myself Lindsay, and hayley for listening to the podcast supporting us watching the videos reading all the online content and of course we'll be back in the new year bigger and better you can keep across our twitter feed at offside rule podcast the web address again offside um and uh, we're going to play you out with a few little christmas jingly bits and also from us a very merry
2: christmas, christmas.
1: Hi, I'm
0: Darren Goff. I'm
1: Ricky the Hit Manhattan. I'm
0: Ray Parler. Hi, I'm Ant. Hi, this is Dick. And we'd just like to wish everybody out there a very Merry Merry Christmas. (coughs) Ho, (coughs) ho, (coughs) ho. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White.
2: Hi, this is Kirsty Gallagher.
0: Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Season's greetings and all the best for a safe and happy holiday season. Hi, I'm Matt Letitia. Hi, I'm Jeff Stilling. I'm Gary Neville. Hello, everybody. This is Mariah Carey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all our listeners Sports Social Podcast Network.